within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of Dams. The meeting will come to order. The Legion of Dans is now in session. It is the purpose of the Legion to align our infamous forces against the power of sad collectors and defeat them, leaving us the rulers of the toy world. To do this, we have gathered together four of the most ruthless and happy toy fans on Earth. The noisy Daniel Lynch. The flexible plastic Dan Newman. The pixelated Dan Erdley. Not to mention the wise old elder and insider myself, Daniel Pickett. We are the Legion of Dan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the brand new episode of Legion of Dan's. We're very excited to be back. I am Daniel Pickett. I'm Danny Newman. I'm Daniel Lynch. And I'm Pixel Dan Erdley. And it's so great to talk to you guys again. We had a little bit of a break there because we had so much stuff going on with Comic Con, I think. So much stuff. Yes. And 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 personal lives and things, but we're we're back on track now. And we're we're better than ever, and we've got our website up and running where you can listen to episodes. Oh yes. At, at legionofdans.com. We are on iTunes now. Woohoo! Yes, you can search for us uh, out for Legion of Dan's and uh, subscribe to us there. Uh, you know, give us some comments, give us some reviews, and we're working on getting up on Stitcher next. Yeah. I'm hoping by the time, maybe even by the time this episode goes up, we'll be on Stitcher for all you Android folks. Excellent. Excellent, yeah, we yes. Are, we are rolling now. That's right. Domination. Dan domination begins That's now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, gentlemen, how have you been since uh, when did we talk last? Was it March? I think it was May. Wait, was it May. May. All right. It was it was we had some pre Comic Con discussions on that episode and yeah. Well, I, I guess I, I to take that back. We we sitting down and all speaking together. Was, but yes. Three of us saw well, each other. True. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. left me at home. I'm still kind of mad right. about it. Three of us. <laughs> We we did talk about you. We did miss you very much, oh, Mr. Well, Lynch. thank you, thank you. <laughs> we wish wish you could have been there. So uh, I guess why don't we go ahead and start talking about uh, Comic Con because that's always a great big deal for everyone. Uh, it's kind of like uh, nerd burning man. That, that's the one in San Diego, right? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's one, probably yeah. why I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> But you always do your, your trademark armchair coverage. Armchair coverage that I say every year I will be the last year, and then every year I still do it again. <laughs> now, why would you say it's the last year? It's um, so helpful. It is really helpful, but it just really takes a long time. So it's kind of one of those things where I just – and I never remember to, like, take off of work. So it's always uh, stay up till 4 or 5 in the morning, clicking on all these links and compiling them, and then being at work at 8. So maybe next year I should just say I will remember to take off of work, and that will be a more successful prediction. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, you say you're doing that for all the folks at home that can't go, but I know a lot of us that are there actually rely on it, too, because there's so much stuff going yes. on. I hear that you quite a bit. keep track of it all. Yeah. I hear that yeah. quite a bit. I, I always tell people online that they have a better understanding of 
the exciting things that are happening at San Diego Comic-Con than those of us who are actually at San Diego Comic-Con, because... That's true. We, we can only be in one place at right. one time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And this year it was kind of goofy, too, because, like, Mattel and Hasbro went up against each other yeah. in oh. their toy panels for, like, Star Wars and Masters of the Universe. Right. So well, that's bad timing. <laughs> that was bad timing, yes. So we had to kind of, for AFI, we'd like split the team. We sent two guys to Star Wars and two of us went to to uh, Mattel. Right, right. Yeah, you, you, like, you would think that it, it'd be pretty understandable for the people doing the scheduling at Con to maybe schedule smaller panels that um, have things in common at the same time. But, but it seems like Hasbro and Mattel are pretty big panels that have big audiences and they would you know, do a little bit of work and try to not overlap those. Yeah. I mean, like the two biggest toy companies, right? You'd think that they'd understand that those are the, the yeah. two biggest toy panels that are probably happening, and, and they put them at the same time. Right. No. I, I had heard a rumor that Mattel might have submitted late, mm. and so I think they might have got fit in where they could, mm. and it might have bumped up against Hasbro. Well. As far as I'm concerned, they should have been sent down to 29AB, and they should have given the AFI panel uh, that prime time <laughs> slot. <laughs> I agree. It sounds, it sounds fair to me. <laughs> yeah, one of my panels was 29AB, which was the absolute furthest possible room <laughs> in the con. I mean, yes, it, it is. I felt like I needed to leave breadcrumbs to find my way back <laughs> to the convention when it was over. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But uh, what are some of the favorite things you guys saw uh, and or experienced or uh, came across, either at the show or reading about the show? God, um, I I didn't go to San Diego Comic-Con last year for the first time in a while. And so having had that year off, once this year came around, I was kind of apprehensive about the whole thing. Like I'd lost my groove and I was all of a sudden nervous and anxious more than normal about this con. Um, and so I like was driving out there with trepidation and like, Oh my goodness is, you know, it's, it's such a chaotic thing and, and it, there, there's a lot of stress involved, but I got to tell you after, after even just preview night, I was like, wow, this, this con is, is really awesome. I'm having a good time. I've already accomplished a lot of the things I set out to do and, and it's just getting started. And honestly, that's kind of how the whole con turned out. It was much. It was a much funner experience than I was preparing myself for. I completely agree. It really did feel kind of the, a different vibe. I mean, preview night was a little weird. Like, you know, we were getting in as press and and professionals. A lot of us, and the line to pick up badges this year was two to three times longer than it's ever been. Yes. And thank goodness there wasn't any like exclusive line that I felt like I had to get in. Yeah. For preview night, yeah. you know, that right. wasn't like Super 7 had something crazy I had to get, yeah. which has been the last, I don't know, two or three years. So, you know, got in a little late, but it, it just felt like the whole show was a little, I don't want to say smaller, but less crowded. Yeah. Once you hit the floor in certain areas, Saturday and Sunday morning were still kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday was bonkers, but, like always. Yeah. I mean, Saturday was bonkers. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, um, I was really intent on getting my 
Skeletoken, which was a yeah. little <laughs> coin that would get you into the um, Super 7 pop-up shop, which was further up in San Diego proper. And so that... It was actually, it was off-site. It was off-site. not at the show. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and so, like, that was, you know, I kind of laser-beamed that as soon as I walked in the doors on preview night. And as a matter of fact, Meg and I were going to separate, and she was going to go to Mattel, and I was going to go to Super 7, because they were both handing out the Skeletokens. Yeah. Um, but we, we walked in, and we happened to be just kind of, like, right in one of the doorways that led right to the Mattel booth. And so we just kind of stayed together, and we went to the Mattel booth, and walked right up to it and got our token within, you know, five seconds. That's awesome. And so I what I didn't know how what that was going that experience was gonna be like. So there I had this like massive wave of relief when I had that token in my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how different the experience was with that for some people too, because it's uh, <laughs> it was a little different with me. I think it was kind of funny because. That was my intent, too, for preview night. Like, that's the one thing I knew I needed to do. And you were talking about, like, anxiety and stuff leading into the con. Yeah. Man, all those Super 7 reveals and then the oh. token thing and everything. Like, I, like, had this sudden wave of anxiety flush at <laughs> me right before the show where I was just like, I wasn't worried about getting anything. Now, all of a sudden, i got to get a stupid Skeletoken so I can go <laughs> buy all these cool He-Man toys. You right. know, so it got really kind of intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing I did, too. I went straight over to the Mattel booth um, where they also happened to have a bunch of new reveals just out, which they have never done before. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, right. So the first thing I had to do was work, and I, <laughs> I I got a bunch of shots of the stuff I needed. And then there was uh, a lady standing there, and I, I kind of spotted that she was holding on to the tokens in her hands. So I asked her for one, and she got real, like – like she started quizzing me. Yeah, I got quizzed yeah. as well. Yeah, she was like, "What are you after?" I was like, uh, "One of those tokens that you're holding on to." She <laughs> goes, "Why do you want this token?" Uh, oh, <laughs> you know, like, and I was like, "Because uh, I, I want to go buy the Super Seven exclusives." Oh, do you understand what I've done you know, to be standing yeah. here right yeah. now, and you're really gonna quiz me? Exactly. <laughs> I, I actually I got the same thing, and I, I I can't remember if it was the first night or the yeah I guess it was preview night. It was just, but it was it was a couple of Mattel people that I knew even yeah yeah, but they still wanted to make sure that you knew what you weren't just one of those people that because there's a ton of people there that just want free stuff yeah. right right. But I was, and so they I wanted was, to make sure you were gonna take it and I guess go. I know, but it was still kind of like lady. This is Comic-Con. I don't need to be answering your crazy quizzes, okay? I just need to go buy my toys. Um, but the best part was... You didn't do the I'm Pixel Dan, yeah, right? You don't just... you know who I am? No. <laughs> I did not do that. Lady, I gotta go buy a Boss Man pet right now! <laughs> I've kept you in business for three years! <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy. The only reason you still have a job. I'm the guy playing on your TV monitor right there, right there. <laughs> uh, How about I quiz you? Yeah. What am I talking about right there? <laughs> but the best part is, eventually, that during preview night, I did stroll down to Super Seven, and they were just like throwing those tokens at people. You didn't have to answer no quizzes for them. They were just like, want a token? Want a token? Want a token? You know what yeah. I mean? They were just throwing those things out. So yeah, I have a feeling Super Seven had a much more, much bigger vested interest in getting people over to that pop-up <laughs> shop. Yeah. <laughs> so now I didn't. I never actually made it to the pop-up shop. So can you guys kind of talk about what it was yeah. and? Because I know Danny Newman, you stood in line for a while, didn't you? Or did you get in? Well, did you get 
in early. I do kind of have, yeah, I did get in early, and this was, That's right. yeah, and this was kind of a, you know, another experience that, you know, really created the more positive, you know, um, general, you know, experience with Preview Night. I ran into a buddy um, who all of us are, are friends with who uh, was also doing some business um, at, you know, at Comic-Con, especially on Preview Night. He, he had to meet with some people and talk about some licensing things. And um, he had a meeting to go talk with um, the the owner of Super 7. And he said, hey, why don't you come up with me? Um, you know, uh, I can probably get us into the pop-up shop a little bit early. And man, that was music to my ears. So I, you know, I went up there with him. And sure enough, you know, because he had this, you know, interview, this business to conduct, we were able to get in there early um, which I felt slightly bad about because I looked around the corner and that line was forming and it was kind of heading down the block. It wrapped around that block entirely. Wow. Oh my goodness! Wow. Uh-huh. And I got—I yeah. had to stand in that line. <laughs> oh, I—I I feel bad telling this story because I know how lucky I was. To, and and um, I, I would—I would say our friend's name, but I just don't—I don't know why I don't yeah. get anybody in trouble or anything or whatever. But. Um, got into that shop and it was really cool. Val Staples. That's him. That's the guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not him. I'm just kidding. Um, the pop-up shop was really neat. They, uh, you know, I, I, I've never been in it before this, so I don't know exactly what it looked like, but it was really well done. Um, everything was like super neat and, and well arranged. And, you know, it was just full of these masters of the universe, um, exclusives that super seven, um, what was selling, but beyond that, they did other special things like they got custom wallpaper made, which I'm sure you guys have seen pictures of. And this wallpaper was amazing. I mean, it was not only was it a cool uh, design, but it was it was flocked. I mean, I, I want to get this wallpaper for my home. Yeah. Um, there were some custom um, paintings that they had commissioned artists to do of like Skeletor standing at the fireplace with a, you know, a, a goblet of wine or whatever i mean like it was just it was just a cool experience and a really well done presentation yeah so i haven't been to i've been to the super seven shop in san francisco and i know they've done some custom star wars wallpaper that they've actually sold um and i guess the the san diego super seven shop opened last year at comic con if i'm not mistaken um but yeah this year they sort of redressed it to to be all all masters of the universe, and and I talked to the the owner Brian Flynn when we were we recorded him. I'm you guys know this, but the listeners don't all know. I'm I'm working on a documentary right now about action figure collectors. So we were interviewing people at Comic Con, and we interviewed Brian Flynn, and he said they wanted to sell to everyone in that line on preview night, and they stayed open until 4 a.m. Oh my goodness selling things to people on preview night. Yeah, wow. it was it was pretty intense. Like I cuz they didn't open the pop-up shop until preview night closed. Right. So right, like you, 9 o'clock, yeah, right? Yeah, at 9 right. o'clock. So you didn't yeah. have to like run over there as soon as you got your token or anything. You actually could finish out preview night and that was like my plan. I was like, "Well, I'll just yeah. do preview night and then I'll just mosey on downtown and and go into this store." I didn't really I don't know why I didn't expect it, but I didn't expect there to be that big line. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, I walked straight there as soon as preview night ended. I think I grabbed a burger on the way, maybe. And so then I got over there right before nine, before they opened, and the line was already wrapped around the block. And I ended up waiting 
two hours, I think, oh, to get in and get wow. my stuff. And that's the longest I've really waited all weekend for anything, but it was the one thing that I really wanted to make sure I got the stuff, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, but then kind of, I guess, on a similar story to Danny, I ended up getting back into Skeletor's Lair two more times throughout the week for various events that I was invited to. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, because Mattel had a party there, and then He-Man.org had a party there, um, and of course they, while you were there for any of those parties, they were still selling their stuff. So I, in you know, true freak out Comic Con fashion, I did everything I could to get that stuff the first night, and I totally could have been way more relaxed and just picked that stuff up <laughs> throughout the week because they also had plenty of it to go around. That was the other yeah. cool thing. Like none of that stuff sold out and was gone. I mean, you could have bought it all the whole weekend. And then, you know, they sold it online, too, on their store after the con. So, you know, that's the uh, crazy thing about San Diego. San Diego is like, no matter how many times you go and kind of have that similar experience, you just never know. Uh huh. So, like, uh-huh. you can never just leave that to chance. Like, ah, I'll be able to get it later on the weekend. Because, like, the one time you do that, it's not going to be the case. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Like, well, even especially... <laughs> Yeah, with with Super Seven, I mean, with the alien stuff, they sold out right on preview uh-huh. night. Uh huh. Yep. With stuff, so I get the panic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it, see, they must have done really well then, which is encouraging. I'm I'm I'm, I'm really glad because when I was to, to be honest, when I was in there and looking around, I'm like, especially at those um, big jumbo size um, He-Man and Skeletors that they did that were kind of like the test shot colors, or, or yeah. I forget how they described those. Like when the doors finally did open and people started rushing in, I, I was amazed at the crowd of people that like went straight to those and and started stacking them up in their arms. I know. I mean, Me weren't too. they like a hundred bucks a pop? A hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, they yeah. were hundred bucks a piece, and people were buying those things in stacks. It's crazy. Yeah, the, they did twelve-inch versions of the little. They no five, no no, no they not did. those. They did. It's the same jumbos that Mattel released, like the vintage figure jumbos. But oh, Super yeah. Seven did them in test shot colors to make it look right, like okay. yeah. So yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like they were they were like ninety bucks a piece or something like that, uh, or hundred. And yeah, people were totally stacking those things up and buying. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god! Like you saw people walking out with stacks of those. You're like, well, that person just dropped over five hundred dollars. That person just dropped over six hundred dollars. You know, you're seeing these people walk out. So yeah, they they must have done really well for themselves. So, Dan Newman and uh, Dan Erdley, did either of you get a Chia Moss Man? <laughs> and if so, how's he doing? I, I, I did, but I, I got one, but I haven't started it yet. Oh, um, man. I haven't it My yet. plan is to do a video, and I want to document, you know, oh, you the growth and everything. <laughs> so, as soon as I have a chance to get that started, I'm going to. Oh, Danny, you got to do a time lapse of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, so Daniel Lynch, do you have a favorite thing that you saw that you're interested in getting Um, came out of the show? There was a few things. Um, I did want to comment too, just from the, from the non attendee perspective um, that this year was actually a little bit more like years past um, just because the last couple of years they've gotten everything so prepackaged and prepared that like the, Reveals are on USA Today beforehand, or that the reveals are, um, even like Mattel would just like, well, they've got you all in the room. They're like, we've posted it online already, so don't bother with everything. Um, and yeah. this year was a little more disorganized. It was kind of nice to kind of go back to that old way where um, you had to really kind of look around at the various sites because they just dumped so much stuff out on preview night. So many companies that it was kind of back to just watching 
all the different websites, all your guys' sites, um, just to kind of see where the roving eye went because there was just so much out that first evening. So that was kind of nice just to kind of get back to that old way. It was, I, I mean, there's probably some value to them just releasing the information ahead of time and having it ready like that for, for general people. Um, but I'm always kind of more partial to the, to the toy news sites getting to do their thing. So I thought that was kind of cool this time. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of the weird thing too, is that there were so many reveals of exclusives at the show right up until the show opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can you can do all this plan and you know make your chart and say I got to get this this and this and then suddenly you know Super Seven comes out and goes oh and then there's these twelve things yeah. too yeah and, <laughs> they totally dumped all that stuff on us the week before the show yep, yep. <laughs> yeah and Mattel too was just like oh oh yeah we'll do a Batman, Batman Superman, Superman. yeah after the pre-orders yeah, had already <laughs> shut down for all their yeah. stuff yeah. <laughs> Yeah, try and come get this, you know, just like and and it was like uh, Toy Nami did that with that Shogun Warrior Godzilla. Yeah, it's like three days before the show, and they go, oh, and here's this three hundred dollar item. Nice. Yeah. Do, put, do you, put that in your budget. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think some of that can be chalked up to they just weren't sure if they if they'd have them delivered in time? Uh, I think some of that, absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah they don't want to overpromise and then not not have the product. Yeah, it seems like there's always a story, you know, I always hear stories every year of somebody, some company or somebody there selling something that's like, uh, you know, like they're just waiting for the delivery and it's coming straight there and they're putting it right out. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that that was kind of goofy, I think, for, for everyone. Yeah, just really, it was an interesting, different thing this year. Um, as for the specifics, and we'll probably talk about a lot of the same stuff, I think, um, I think one thing that was kind of more that I got excited about that I didn't see a lot of people talk about, um, and, and it's really kind of hard to get excited at this point, so I understand, um, but Mattel taking their DC Multiverse line um, to six inches, which kind of screws every, everybody else they've already done in four inches, um, but by doing that and using those DC bucks again, it was kind of like, like DC Classics isn't really dead. Like There's still just kind of a little bit of life there. Um, and a lot of the stuff I wasn't too – I mean, like the – I, I haven't I, – Take away my nerd card. I have not really watched the Arrow or Flash TV shows. Um, we don't really get CW here, so I haven't really seen a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had three. I think there was like three of those TV figures. And then on the comic side, it was still kind of the DC collectibles of art. If they did that, uh, the Snyder versions of Batman and Joker. Um, and so I mean, all that was fine. But it was really just that Calvin Harris Superman um, from Earth 23 from from Multiversity. Just seeing him in six inch form um, and just being like, I'm going to get that figure. Uh, and just having just just getting a new DC classic after we got that we got the, that last Doomsday it's in it and I don't think I've ever reviewed it but I've got this picture in my mind of all the figures standing there like it's a giant tombstone like it's the last figure ever like that old yeah. 70s cover um, and that's it and then here we are you know just you know two like scant years later and here is this Calvin Harris Superman that even though he's he's packaged with some some movie figures and other you know there's other things going on but I'm just like okay I'm not totally out of luck. You know, there might this might sell well. There might be a future wave. We might even even if it's just Superman, Batman characters, just any little thing I can get to add to DC Classics. I'm just so excited for. So I think that was probably my one big takeaway that I didn't really see covered everywhere. But yeah, Calvin Harris Superman's coming to my house for sure. <laughs> well, I think some people were sort of confused that you know Mattel was sort of relaunching that scale yeah. with figures that DC collectibles have just done too. And that, that's such a weird so thing. Like, yeah. I don't, and they've, they've kind of always done that the last year or two, even of the main line. It was kind of like, 
You know, I mean, I don't really mix them, so or, or I didn't mix them back in the time, so it wasn't as, as big a deal to me. But collectors that don't mind mixing them, it's just like I can just imagine pulling your hair out because you're like, I, they just gave me this from this company. Why don't you do something different? Um, and that that unfortunately was still just the one big thing in that that little setup. I think out of the like six figures, I think the only thing that was really new that would be unique is that Superman, and then the the Justice Buster. I don't think that I don't think DC Collectibles has done that that giant collect and connect Batman yet. They have not. So, I mean, just two things. It's kind of like, I think it would still behoove Mattel to make different stuff. It would just maybe sell better, but I don't. They just seem to overlap like that. I never have understood. Yeah, and and I know there's still some DCUC stuff that was sculpted and never released, so it'll be interesting to see if some of that shows Mm -hmm. up in future waves. So, so buy six inch multiverse because because I want more. That's all you need. <laughs> That's one of those things that I completely missed at the show. It's always amazing to like yeah. realize how many things you just completely overlook and don't see. While it, you're it was in the bottom of one cabinet. I mean, I don't have. I I didn't see how Mattel had everything laid out at their booth. Um, I know that it was in the bottom of the cabinet, and and I'm pretty sure it wasn't anywhere near the front of anything. So yeah, it was just kind of this little leftover thing. Like, hey, we're still making these, and then yeah, 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 no, one, these are here. no one covered it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was in the bottom left of one of the cabinets, underneath all the Batman Unlimited. St- yes, yeah. Stuff you know, Batman and his sharks and his vultures <laughs> and all that stuff, and the stuff kind of kept changing from day to day. What was in the case? Oh wow! Like there'd kind of be one new figure, so you'd walk back by and go, "Hey, wait a second, that wasn't there <laughs> the other day." So that, yeah, that 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 was pretty strange, but uh, you know, again, it's nice to see. DC's not dead uh, at Mattel. Yes. I know. I know we're going to be getting a ton of Batman Superman stuff coming, and 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 that's okay. I mean, I I mean, there's still some non-Batman Superman stuff I would want that I probably won't ever see. But I mean, at this point, I mean, the line started out that way. We're getting us, you know, Parasite Steel, some great figures. So, I mean, if it, if it's that way now again, it's still something. So I'm excited. Yeah. Dan Newman, did you see anything you were particularly excited about at the show? Um. Well, yes, um, but but you got to forgive me because it's not necessarily new stuff. Um, All right, I'm not forgiving. Ah. That is unacceptable. Right. <laughs> um, the, um, I, I rarely go to a toy show um, of of any magnitude, um, either just a local show or San Diego Comic Con, expecting to find any like good vintage stuff. It, it just doesn't seem like it happens much anymore to to stumble on, you know, a, a vendor selling like you know, really cool vintage things. And, uh, but this year I did find some really cool stuff and actually stuff that I was looking for anyway. Um, you, you know, Mark Huckabone always sets up an interesting, uh, booth at San Diego and he brings a lot of cool stuff. Um, but this year I feel like he brought even, you know, he, he dug even deeper into his, you know, you know, warehouse, warehouse of, of amazing yeah. things. And I feel like he brought some more of it this year. Um, or either that or I'm just, you know, he just brought the perfect things for me. So, so right, right away on preview night, you know, I, I found, um, you know, and just Mark, Mark Cuckabone, just in case yeah. people don't know the name, uh, he was featured on the last season of toy hunters, uh, sort of as Jordan's rival, <laughs> but he's been, he has been a toy vendor uh, dealer, almost I since the early '80s. Like he, 
he was a guy that went and bought up a bunch of Migos uh, clearance stock after Migo went bankrupt and stuff, yeah. uh, and just put it all in warehouses. Yeah. Uh, but and he's also been making some of his own toys, like Presidential Monsters, right. uh, Migo Universal oh, okay. Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. Uh, and he's he's recently got uh, he's had a license for uh, Mars Attacks that he's been doing some stuff with, like Migo scale Mars Attacks and some little sort of stylized vinyl guys. So right. sorry, that's Mark. No, thanks. That was, that was a good, good description. <laughs> um, and so he, he, you know, he sets up a booth and um, it's, it's sort of hard to get into it because there's like this wall, uh, you know, this, this outside wall that he fills with like, like plush and stuffed animals. And that's on the outside. And that's how you, that's how you know it's his booth. But as you get closer and you look past this wall of plush the entire inside of the booth is floor to ceiling uh, vintage goodness. And so I was kind of looking in his uh, in his like cabinet closest to the closest to the aisle. And I saw some like Dragon Riders of the Sticks figures carded. And nice. that got me excited because I'm kind of been like on the verge of like diving into that line and starting to collect it. And so I was just about to like make him an offer on these figures. And as I looked up to like speak to him, I noticed on the shelf behind his head was a, a Mego comic action um, Wonder Woman uh, invisible jet play set, um, which is something that I had been looking for for a while, and it doesn't come up very often on eBay, and often when it does, it's, it's broken or, or not complete or whatever. And so I saw that, and my eyes got really big, and I completely abandoned my offer I was about to make on Dragon Riders and asked to see that and eventually you know made, made a deal with him and he gave me you know a, a decent deal and so man i walked away from there with a huge grin on my face because i found like something i had actually been looking for you know um vintage toy wise you know right off the bat at comic-con and um and th- throughout the weekend i actually picked up a couple more things so for me that was that was super exciting and, and the other thing about mark's booth is uh, no matter what show he sets up at he and his employees just seem to keep shifting it around the whole time. It never, it never feels like he's done. And anytime you're walking to talk to him, he's always acting like he's busy, yeah. like moving stuff around and moving people out of the way and, you know, brushing people off. You know, he's a nice guy once you get to yes. know him, but he sort of gives off this real gruff right. uh, persona at, at shows and things. Yes. Uh, now, Danny, knowing you like I know you, and we were actually roommates at, at Comic-Con yep. this year, so I got to see you come home uh, with that and, and the smile on your face. Uh, how, how you typically sort of agonize over purchases and really weigh things. Right. I imagine you spent some amount of money on yeah. that. How do you sort of drop that early in the show? It- knowing that you haven't seen it. Man, that's yet. a that's a really good question. I think it speaks to a conversation we had, I think on the last podcast when we were talking about white whales. Mm. And and, and, I, and I was talking to another friend about this recently too. It's like you, you like w- when you collect vintage and you have a narrow focus like I do, at a certain point you the things that you are looking for are are pretty rare. There you only stumble upon them every every so often. And so when they do come up, you need to be prepared to get them. So it's like, 
so it's like, you know, maybe a month goes by and I don't really have many toy purchases. Well, that's good. Don't blow that money. Throw that in the reserve because maybe next month one of those super rare things is going to come up and you got to be ready to get it. And that's kind of how I view this uh, particular piece of the show. Obviously, I spent more than I was anticipating. But in my mind, it was like, you know, this is something I had been looking for anyway. So the price I paid for it was was worth it. And if that means I have to sacrifice kind of like nickel and diming my money away the rest of the con on just little piddly things that are impulse buys, I actually got something I wanted. Now, that thing was in lovely, lovely shape. Right. Have you opened it? I did, and I, I don't Ooh, want to get yeah. into too big of a story. <laughs> it, it, the box was open, and I, I wanted really bad to take a picture of this invisible jet, and I had the photo in my mind already kind of composed. You can't. It's invisible. Uh, right. <laughs> what I found, and I, and I don't want to kind of like, you know, kind of dampen the story, but when I took the invisible jet out, I had found that at some point in the, the life of this toy, somebody had glued down the cockpit. And so when I went to open it to put Wonder Woman in it, I couldn't get it open. Oh, and this completely no. tweaked out my um, w whatever OCDs I have. And I spent an afternoon like just freaking out, trying, needing to figure out how I can get this thing open as safely as possible. Well, it was n not as successful as I would have, have liked. I, I did kind of like, you know, mess it up a little bit, but I did finally get it open. And... I was pretty livid just at the whole scenario, the fact that it, it was glued together in the first place and I didn't know it when I bought it. And I was mad at myself for kind of, you know, ham-handedly trying to fix this. So I resolved like, okay, well, what's done is done. What I need to do now is take a photo of this thing that will make it all worth it. And so I kind of, you know, I do this you know, little, I have this little hobby of taking photos of my, my action figures. And I composed this shot and got it all set up and went out to the park and took it. And it's a shot that I really, really love. And so when all is said and done, I, you know, I, I still feel good about it. Awesome. Have you posted that shot? Uh, yes, I did. It may be my cover photo on Facebook right now. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Check it out. I'm, I'm going to see it. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, Pixel Dan, anything you saw that you were uh, going crazy oh, about? Oh, man, there's always so much to look at. I wish I would have gotten a chance to actually look at the dealer floor like Danny got to, because I love doing some vintage toy shopping, but I just I never get to do that at Comic-Con. It kind of sucks. <laughs> do you stay the whole time? I, um, I stay through Saturday. I usually fly out Sunday morning to get back home. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, otherwise Sunday would probably be my day to do that kind of stuff, but... Yeah, I pretty much spend, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, those whole days working, <laughs> going from, from yeah. booth to booth, from appointments. Um, yeah. But seeing seeing all the new that, stuff is cool. Yeah, that that's uh, – I had noticed that I was doing the same thing. I just worked the whole show, taking pictures, yeah. running around. Yeah. And finally, at one point, Abby, you know, when she was – I think it was before we were married and she was still, you know, helping me out. She'd be like, why don't we just – assign everything to everyone everyone has to turn everything on saturday and sunday you just see the show yeah. and it's so simple but i had not it had never <laughs> occurred to me yeah. and so for the past three years it's like all right we'll break up all the pictures where everyone needs to go they turn all their stuff into me by saturday so i know if there's anything we've missed and then sunday we just walk around and see yeah. stuff. It's, 
you, you, you really, gotta, uh, you really gotta, owe it to yourself to do that. Yeah, I wish I know. I need to figure something out. You got a team though too. I don't. I don't. You know what I do is just pretty much me and my awesome yeah. wife, who I certainly couldn't do this without because she <sighs> just follows me around everywhere I need to go and and you know <laughs> films me doing things. So um, yeah, it gets a little rough. And I and I know you do a lot of interviews and stuff too, but that's like mostly what I do. So. I yeah. have to schedule specific times usually because they want most of those companies want it on their schedule. And Certainly. you know, so I have to follow a schedule and of course you always get like rescheduled and stuff throughout the week and you got to try to make things fit in on different days and different time slots. I think it's a little crazy. Um yeah. and then since I'm doing these video interviews and these product walkthroughs, once I'm actually doing it, you know, I'm spending a good 30 to 45 minutes at the booth, yeah. you know, went through all this stuff with them. And so it, it really drains my time. I just don't get to see everything like I would like to. Um, but I do feel like I accomplished a lot more this year than mm. in previous years. Good. Like I really feel like after doing this for five years, which is crazy. <laughs> like I think this was my fifth comic con, right? I think that's what I said. This was my fifth in a row. Maybe it was my sixth either way, five or six down. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm kind of getting a nice little rhythm going finally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's crazy because I, I always feel like I, I've got it this year. And then, it, you know, you always kind of learn something new as you go. You always figure, you know, you got to keep learning all the time. Um, so there was a lot of cool products, though, that I saw. Everybody really, I kind of feel like, brought their A-game this year. Like, there was a yeah. lot of amazing things being just, just shown off, I feel like. Um from the big announcement from Mattel, of course, on the Thundercats stuff was pretty jaw dropping because everybody thought Thundercats was dead, long gone, right? Like yeah. uh, the the whole WB relaunch was a failure, and the Bandai figures didn't perform, and we just thought that was their one and only shot at a comeback. And now Mattel's bringing them back, and they're done by the Horsemen, and they're in the same scale as Masters, and yeah. it's pretty much what every Thundercat fan has been dreaming of. Like that's kind of amazing. Yeah. So that that had to have been one of the, like the biggest surprises and exciting moments, you know, to see oh. everybody like get real excited about that. That was really cool. Um, I also liked some of the stuff we were seeing from a lot of the smaller companies, too, who have all really been stepping up their game lately, especially with all the licensed stuff that these guys are getting. Mondo had a display of Mad Balls, <laughs> which yeah. looked incredible, right? They were awesome. Um, yeah. And, of course, right next to that was their amazing display of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles product that they're getting ready to put out. Cause oh, now my goodness, yeah. Yeah. So they got... They got these, you know, uh, six-scale turtles that are based on, like, the old Mirage comic looks, and mm -hmm. they just look fantastic. I mean, seeing them in person yeah. was amazing, and, you know, they've all got interchangeable heads, so that way you can have them with the red bandanas, like in the comics, or their colored bandanas, like, you know, the, the old toy line and cartoon. And they also had, like, all these crazy little, like, accessories in there with them that I didn't even know they were doing. Like, they had, you know, like, little rats and mousers and all kinds of cool stuff in there, and... Casey Jones hockey mask was laying in there and you know there was all kinds of neat little things that I think they were like teasing us with by putting all these little extra bits and pieces in their display um, so being a big Turtles fan obviously that was one of my favorite things that I saw like I was real excited by that and we have just had this crazy amount of Turtles product lately which is getting expensive and now we're getting these <laughs> high end figures which is really expensive like 
I've never really gotten into the high-end collectible stuff, like the hot toys and everything, but I have always said that if a company ever did Turtles and Masters in high-end, I would be doomed. And now Mondo's doing both of those. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> they also announced a Masters line at Comic-Con in that same style, yeah. and I was just like, oh, God. You You're know, sunk. <laughs> I know, I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah, the, the Mad Balls that they showed uh, were actually sculpted by Phil Ramirez, who, you know, everyone remembers, did a bunch of the Marvel Legends mm, yeah. uh, back in the Toy Biz oh, days. Nice. okay. Uh, and has been doing a ton of stuff for, for DC collectibles lately. So, yeah, he sculpted the new Mad Balls, and that's so in his wheelhouse, and they just came out they're great. They're beautiful. They're, like, they're based on the old, like, artwork, like the card okay. back art. So they, they look more like the actual artwork for the Mad Balls than they do, like, you know, the vintage foam Mad Balls do. I right. mean, they, the details are amazing on them. They look so good. So how are those going to be available, and, like, what are the what's the price point going to be and stuff? They're they're trying to get them like fifteen yeah. bucks. They're oh, making wow. them out of making them out of vinyl, uh, so they're not that foam stuff yeah. that's going to disintegrate yeah. in three years. And uh, they're trying to get them. You know, I don't know if mass, but you know, certainly, you know, all the online retailers and and stuff too. They want to make them. You know, where everyone can get so them. Cool. That's so cool. Talk about like because yeah. Madballs too is one of those vintage lines that has gotten very expensive and collectible over the years. Like trying to pick up the old ones is a bit pricey now, Um, especially because they're made of that foam material. Think about all the ones that got tore up when we were kids and, you know, have disintegrated over time, which is why the value has gone up on them. So it's cool that we've kind of got this like mad balls, classics line, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's kind of neat. And Danny, did you interview Mondo? I didn't get a chance to because uh, every time I went over there, they like had something else going on, and okay. they, I, they felt bad because they kept like apologizing. But like it was literally one of those things where I was like, "Hey, I'm free now. Are you guys got a moment? Oh, we're getting ready to go to this meeting. You know, it's it's crazy like that. So I never got a chance to get a good interview with them. How will it? I talked I talked to the art director guy there for quite a while. I think on Saturday, and you know his voice was. Oh, yeah. I bet they were doing tons of press with stuff. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it sounded like they were going to do some licensed Mad Balls huh. stuff, too. Oh, wow. Uh, like a Hellboy Mad Ball. Oh, stuff. wow. So, oh, that'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I talked to a ton of they, people, but I'm, I think... They were also selling those little pins, them. and I totally bought all those Mad Balls pins. Put them on my <laughs> lanyard at Comic-Con, and that like totally, that was my swag. I just wore those Mad Balls pins <laughs> on my lanyard, so... That was nice. exciting. I was pretty excited about that. It's it's just like the yeah. weird, you know, kind of yeah. out of nowhere reveals like that that always get me the most excited. Now, Dan, Dan, you guys, you guys all you either have a site or you do video reviews. I mean, at what point do you target a company, say like Mondo, that's doing a product that you really want, but the price point's super high? And let them know as clearly as possible that you will very happily review their product if they send it to you. Hold on, let me get some notes. I need to write yeah. them down. Yeah. <laughs> that that might happen on occasion. Yeah. I might I might have gone home with a few cards. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say like I I did swap cards with them, and it's kind of yeah. nice too because I am kind of at this point now where I can introduce myself as Pixel Dan, and they'll go, oh. Pixel Dan, and they, they kind of know the name, which is always helpful. It's very helpful that that's the, kind of a thing now. Um, well, that that's what was uh, – I have to tell a quick story because that was really funny. I was, I was talking to 
the art director uh, for the toy stuff at Mondo. And he, so, he sort of knew who I was, uh, but he's newish on the job. And, like, right as I was sort of talking to him, this couple walked up, and one of the guy goes, are you Action Figure Insider? Oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, I love your site. Thank you so That's much. That's awesome. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> sort of walked away. And you away, and timed that like, perfectly. <laughs> it was like, Abby, yeah, after it was over, Abby goes, it's like you paid yeah. for it. <laughs> Because his attitude changed when it's just like, oh, people know this guy. Oh, All yeah, right, I let's talk to, talk to him. Yeah, people yeah. know him. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of those cases where I would go, yeah, so I'm kind of like the master's guy. Uh, I do a lot of with Mattel. You should go talk to them. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so I, I think this weekend or next weekend is MondoCon in Texas. It's coming up where they uh, have a big convention in Austin where they invite a bunch of their fans and stuff. So hopefully there'll be some more news on some of that stuff uh, out of MondoCon in the next week or so. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's it's pretty yeah. exciting seeing the stuff they're doing. Like yeah. I, I jumped on the pre-order for that first turtle right away just because I thought that was such a cool concept, you know, based on the original artwork of, yeah. of Mikey. Yep. You know, stuff like that is just really neat to me. So I'm very excited to see these guys doing something like that. Even just like that life-size bolt from Iron yeah. Giant that they did. Like yeah. that yeah. hits me right in the, in the feels <laughs> yeah. if I can borrow something from the kids. Like I have no need for that or room for that, but man, do I want that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, uh, my favorite thing that I saw was probably the Mondo Turtles. Oh, cool. Those things were just a knockout. Yeah. They're gorgeous, uh, man. They're so, so gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And all those little accessories and stuff are things that are going to come with each of the oh, turtles. Oh, man, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So they just wanted to put all these sort of Easter eggs from the storylines in uh, as bonus stuff for hardcore fans. It's just like, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. So there was that. Uh, doggone it! If if General Giant didn't show a gigantic vintage Jumbo Jabba, yeah. <laughs> which again, no place for that. Oh. Except maybe if I want, you know, <laughs> to put him in the car, or drive in the carpool yeah. lane with him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that thing was massive and cool. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, you know, it seems like just such a simple concept, but when you see those see any of those jumbo lines in person, they're just so they're so attractive. You just like I, I didn't think that the um, jumbo GI Joes would you know really mm-hmm. scream at me as much as they did when I saw them when I saw it in person. It's just so good looking, and um, I don't know, it, 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 it's it's a struggle. They're big, you know. How do you store them? But when you see them, it's hard to resist. But then they made those little two-inch ones. They did. That's, uh, you know, you just put those in your pocket and you're on the go. (laughs) Yeah, they're doing little two-inch superpowers, which, again, that hits me right in the, you know, in the nostalgia bone. um, Can I ask about that? I mean, I I saw them in that, you know, kind of pyramid container, um, but I, I didn't get a good enough look to know if they are, if they come off that little base. I believe they all do. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the the superpowers ones have sort of 
bobbleheads because that's the only way they could do oh, it yeah. with the license okay. that Hasbro has. Okay. You okay. know. Yeah, that was kind of a so, bummer for me. Like, I got kind of yeah. excited about the potential of those two-inch figures, and then I saw they were bobbleheads, and I was immediately like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Just the superpowers. Yeah, the, yeah. The, Secret Wars. Or the, uh, the Secret yeah, Wars, yeah. not the superpowers. So. And those are all supposed to be in, like, Walgreens and stuff. Oh, very so. cool. And, uh, and retail. Walgreens actually has an exclusive Deadpool uh, for those guys. So. Hey, speaking of, speaking yeah, of Walgreens, Daniel, I don't know if you want to talk about your any either of your panels just yet, but I, I, I do want to say that um, your your second panel, which was the 10-year anniversary of Action Figure Insider, uh, was was really cool, not just because, you know, I, there was a, a pretty large gathering of old-school AFI, you know, friends either on the panel or in the audience, but one of the guests that you had as a panelist was the buyer for Walgreens, which yeah. was fascinating okay. um, to, bo- to both Meg and I. We just really enjoyed hearing him talk and getting his perspective on things, um, kind of as a new, fresh face, um, not only to the panel, but kind of to this whole, you know, uh, world of action figure toy collecting. Right, yeah. So that's uh, Steve, and he, you know, he's sort of dipping his toe in this. He's, he's been, he's worked for Walgreens for a while, but he's only been the toy buyer, uh, I think, a little over a year now, maybe two years. And, you know, he's still sort of finding his way with interacting with collectors. You know, he's uh-huh. got, uh, he's really active on, on Twitter. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. That's where he's, he, yeah, uh... where he's, he's really sort of found, uh, found a place to, to communicate with fans. And I had reached out to him early on to see if we could do an interview with him on AFI, just because I'd always wanted to talk to a buyer. Mm-hmm. And because there's such kind of a secretive thing and, you know, he ran up the flagpole and their, you know, PR group didn't like it and stuff. So, okay. uh, didn't end up doing that, but you know, he and I kept in contact and, and, uh, you know, as it got closer and he was, he let me know he was coming to the show and, and bringing some of the other Walgreens folks. And I was like, Oh, that's terrific. Let's make sure we meet. And, then uh, when Jesse Falcon had to drop out of the panel, I was like, "Well, I'll just I'll try that again. I'll ask you know Stephen see if he can if he's willing to uh, try it out." And so he went back, and they were like, "Yeah, that's that's great." Huh. And uh, and I think it was a surprise to him and the rest of the Walgreens crew just how excited fans were about that being this new venue to find toys, and how excited they were for all the exclusive that they have been getting uh, in there. I, I think it was it was a real eye-opener to them just how uh, embraced they all were uh, at the show. Well, so, that, well that's yeah, super that, cool that, that you were able to kind of give him that exposure so that, you know, his his colleagues could kind of see, um, you know, what he what he's doing for this, in, you know, this pretty large community. Yes. Yeah, because it's one thing to sort of, you know, say, oh, people on Twitter are really digging yeah. this. But to be in a room, because there was a that 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 panel had such a great vibe. Yeah. That just the energy of the room, it was full of people excited about toys and collecting, yeah. and you know, just great questions and you know, great laughter, and it was just a, a really fun fun time for everyone. I feel like the panelists and the the audience had uh, a good time until so. they kept giving you the uh, times up warning. Uh, which right. seems like it came, you know, within ten minutes. That that panel could have gone, you know, double the double the length, easy. Yeah, yeah. 
It always feels that way too. It's it's very strange. But yeah, that one went well. The 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 women in comic or the women in toys one, the night before went went really well too. It was there was a a particular woman in the audience that was like, I've been coming to your panels for ten years, huh. you know, at Comic Con, and I've been waiting for this. Oh, month, that's you awesome. Know? That's cool. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, well, I'm glad I glad you know we finally got around to it. So yeah, that it was a great show. All, all over for that sort of thing. Uh, we got some other looks at some some Star Wars stuff. We got to see that giant six inch scale oh, tie fighter. Holy smokes! When he held that thing up, like the room just went wild. <laughs> I uh, who's gonna get that? I am. I would like <laughs> to have it, but I just think it's probably too big for my house. It's just like it's just like where am I going to put that Snake Mountain? I don't know, but I'm going to oh, buy it. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's too yeah. many that, big things coming out. But that I'm Snake fine. Mountain, I'm actually I'm actually sitting out in my garage because um um I've woken the baby twice, and so my my wife gave me the the dead look. So I'm in the garage, and uh, and I'm happy here, so no problems. But I'm looking at that Castle Grayskull box, thinking about that Snake Mountain, and I'm like, oh my god, like like I don't know. I want you to be. Sitting on the gray skull box with your laptop in your lap, like recording the That's podcast. That's pretty. Pretty. I'm not sitting on it, but I could be. So that, yeah, it's, I'm just in the thinker pose. The uh, but yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm like, I'm like, you have this idea, right? That like I can put like Castle Grayskull up on one side of the top of the shelf and Snake Mountain five feet away on the other side, right next to each other. And um, but I'm just like, man, I just I'm like, I don't know how um, that toy line just takes up so much space, and yeah. it's before we even get to talking about this mountain. <laughs> Right, right. You know the the way the way they kind of um, led into the reveal of the Tie Fighter was kind of fun. I mean, they talked about the figure first, and everybody was you know pretty excited about the figure itself. And then they said something like, "But we just felt like it needed another accessory." And, you know, that was kind of the lead into the reveal. And then they picked this thing up from under the table, and it's massive. And this one, you know, this one guy's just holding it up there for everybody to see and everybody to get their photos. And after a certain point, he's like, can I put this thing down? I, it, it's getting heavy. <laughs> I feel a yeah, little better was... that it fit under a table. Like, that, that's good. <laughs> um, unlike the hot toys. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Hot, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that, the only reason you could feel better about getting the, the Hasbro 6-inch is because you go, well, honey, it's not the hot toys the hot one. Toys one. <laughs> You could turn it on its side, and it could be a table. It could be a table. Yes, that's absolutely right. Oh, man. Yeah, and then they had that display of, like, four or five of them in there. Yeah. You know, just showing off. <laughs> so, oh, that, that is just insane. Who would have thought we would get a TIE Fighter for six-inch scale figures? They've done a lot of things that I never expected them to do with that line. You know, like when they were first showing off Tauntauns and Wampas, I was like, I can't believe you guys are doing Tauntauns and Wampas. Now we have TIE Fighters. (laughs) Right. Absolutely insane. Yeah, uh, anything else anyone saw that they really dug that they want to mention? Um, not not toy related, but I did get to I did get to a couple panels uh, during con, and one of them I wanted to go to in particular was uh, kind of a, a a feature on this Pixar artist Sanjay Patel. I don't know if we've talked about him before, um, but he's uh, he he's of Indian uh, descent and. Um, 
his his family uh, immigrated uh, to America, and so his his parents are pretty traditional Indians um, of, of the Hindu uh, faith, and uh, he he's been he's been working at Pixar for a long time, and uh, a number of years ago he started to do some side projects, some kind of personal projects, and uh, he's ended up releasing a few books um, that are just beautifully illustrated and they're about like like hindu mythology and deities and this and that and i've gotten them because i have a you know a bit of an interest in that just through the the yoga connection so anyway it's it's been announced that um the next pixar short is going to be was was written and directed uh in art directed by him so i'm like you know what i want to go to that panel that sounds really cool so so we did and um you know, the, the the interview with him, of course, was interesting, but then they showed the short um, actually twice, like just twice in a row. And it's uh, and it's going to it's going to be the next one to come out. And it's going to be it's going to show before um, the good dinosaur, which I think comes out this fall. Yeah. Yeah. November. November. OK. And uh, it was just it's a, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but it's just it's just a gorgeous short, you know, like 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 just. I don't know if, if I don't know if you can can picture kind of the elaborate, just beautiful nature of kind of like Hindu mythological artwork, but it's kind of like that, but Pixar style, with a with a really touching story. So, uh, I'm glad we took the time to go to that panel. It was totally worth it, and um, you know I kind of look forward to kind of that that getting out there and seeing what people's reactions are to it. Sweet, interesting. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to uh, DC Collectibles too, just because that their animated line. Um, has been yeah. awesome so far, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm a little worried coming up because there's just so many that are crammed together in the last like three months of the year that I'm worried about budgeting <laughs> them all in. Like, oh my gosh! Um, but the new ones they showed, um, just I mean, just some awesome choices because stuff that we never got the first time, which is really what I've been waiting yep. for. Um, that Zatanna, yeah. the Commissioner Gordon was was gorgeous, um, and then um, um, I guess it's it's Rachel Ghoul or Ross Ghoul or whatever. Rachel. But in his in his show appearance instead of in his funky armor um so i mean that was cool to finally see that and then i think uh etrigan and clarion rounded out that wave but that was just really a big cool thing to see me just to see that 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 animated gordon just in like perfect 3d i'm like okay like that is awesome so (laughs) yeah those figures are beautiful and the the clay face that is coming they they did a oh that's right yeah you guys couldn't show it but you saw it yeah we couldn't take pictures of it but holy smokes all these different heads there are two different heads all these different arm attachments. I mean, just, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so excited. So now, now, Jim Fletcher, if you're listening, um, I can't afford maybe to review all these on my website where I do reviews. <laughs> um, right. But compliment I, his I, jacket; it might help. Compliment I did love his jacket. I love the little yeah. bat wings and all the little. Yeah, his. <laughs> actually, if I could go ahead and get the jacket, if I'm just going to start asking for crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, just saying that it's that it's a great line and. And I mean, I'll, we'll fit them all in somewhere. They're all just awesome. But that just—I'm still just bowled over by how I never even considered that being a thing, and now it's like, and I'm like looking at like, okay, I have to make sure that there's room in the budget for this, you know, just here a year later. Like it's just an amazing little line. It totally is, yeah. yeah. Very, very exciting stuff. Um, uh, oh, the armored—I uh, didn't get to see some personal until you guys did the armored uh, Power Lord from the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Like that that was a pretty cool oh, yeah. thing that I didn't expect to see either. I wasn't we weren't sure really what was happening with Power Lords and they had some awesome new sculpts there for that. 
Um, and that powered up one, I mean, I love the, the nostalgia of the vintage ones and everything, but that powered up one just, I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for that too. That one was really awesome. Yeah, that, that, those, those all look great. And yeah, it was great to see kind of an update on that Absolutely. line finally. What about that giant so. troll that they had too for their Mythic Legions oh, line? Oh, yeah. How cool yeah. is that? I'm excited for that because I know that when they first like talked about that line, they said that was one of the things they really wanted to do was like big trolls and creatures. And that was kind of the thing they said that, that yeah, that it was going to be like we have to do four inches because we want to do this stuff. Yes. And yes. now we're at six inches and we can still do that stuff. So that's yeah. all off. Yeah. That line, though, it yeah. needs, it needs I, I feel bad, because every time I go to abbreviate it, I write ML on my notes, and I'm like, oh, like, it's not Marvel Legends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, oh. And I was like, well, I'll write down FHML, and I'm like, no, FHML is too close to FML, so I just, I, yeah. I got to figure out shorthand for that line. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have a number four. There you go, yes, four ML. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah, so overall, uh, a good, a good, good con. I gotta say, uh, very different because it, it's you know it's felt not to say that the show is not still a beating, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of work and a lot of walking, and uh, but it felt I don't want to say smaller, but it felt more manageable. I guess is the the words I would use. You're just yeah. a pro now. If you're finally, I was you've gone say, pro. maybe you're just figuring it out every year. Like I know that's not true. <laughs> I'm still just taking pictures and playing grab ass till they, <laughs> till they till they kick me out of the hall. That's, that's all I know. So uh, let's let's segue a little bit. Uh, still talking about toys. Since we have all talked last, they have made the official announcement of Force Friday. Yes. Yes. Which is the day all of the Star Wars stuff is going to be well, not all, but a goodly amount will first be available. For episode seven, so and there's already a little bit of stuff trickling out. Just a quick shout out to Poe Gostel. Stop listening. If you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's too spoilerific. No, I we know. Just, we just know. I just want to give him a hard stuff. time, so I apologize. Inside to everybody else. jokes. <laughs> I apologize to everyone else, but one person on the planet. I have singled you out, and I love you. He better be listening. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, it's it's the first kind of uh, it's the midnight madness in quite some mm-hmm. time. Yes, and this year it's not just going to be Hasbro like it has mostly been in years past. Like everyone can start showing off their stuff on September fourth. The real difference this year is we don't know what we're getting yeah. right necessarily. Again, like some stuff has leaked out a little bit, but before we kind of knew this, you know, you, you start your list and you check them off when you get in the store. Right. As of right now, we don't know what we're even looking right. for when we get in. Yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did ask a couple of Hasbro people, and I, I think I went to three or four of them just to see if I could get a different <laughs> answer. Will there be any sort of early announcement? just so we know what we're looking for? And will there be a preview figure like we have seen in years, oh, yeah. you know, movies past? Yeah. You know, ever since episode one, we've gotten... That's true. Pre- and even, like, special editions, there was a little bit of, like, preview figure stuff. So uh, no one would give me a definitive <laughs> ah, answer. Wow. They all this know is better. on lockdown. 
but they would neither confirm nor deny. And some of them would just look at me with one eye. <laughs> so, could we find out something this weekend at D23? Oh, yeah. I don't know. But I feel like we might get maybe some inkling of what we're getting ahead of time. Because that's... Otherwise, you're just... I mean, I can't imagine the madhouse Toys R Us is going to be if you don't know what all... <laughs> what the list of figures coming is. Right. I mean, there's going to be stabbings and stompings. And, <laughs> that's gonna be... I, don't, I don't know what all. So are any of you guys planning to attend uh, a Force Friday event? I, I am. Probably, uh, yeah. I probably won't. <laughs> oh. So Daniel, I won't. you won't. Um, and it's it's yeah. not anything specific. Um, I, I think it's just kind of been I, – I, I worked at Toys R Us in 1999. Oh, um, <laughs> and uh, so I was there for the very first, like, episode one um, release night. And it was just right. so ridiculous. <laughs> um, that I've I've been there, I've done it, and I'm good. <laughs> like I had um um I just this it's 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 almost like flashbacks. Um, I just I remember the specific thing is like we had um we had most of we we had everything stocked, but we, no one really knew how big it was going to be. So we had everything right. set up near the front of the store, and it was all it was all set up fine. And and we opened the doors, and then in the floodgates, and then in like I don't know twenty three seconds, everything was empty. And, um, but we still had tons of it on like U-boats packed back a little bit further away so we could replenish, you know, every few hours. No, we had to replenish every few seconds. And so, I mean, just being, having, and I was still relatively new there at that time. So I was, you know, low man on the totem pole. So I'm the one that's got to carry this case of Hasbro figures, um, box knife in hand, you know, opening, unzipping the cases. I approach the horde and then the horde finds me before I find it. And then I've just got a million hands reaching into this box and I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded and um, and it's kind of funny in retrospect, but I mean, I was a very young teenager at the time, and I'm like, okay, this is a little much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of like, I'm like, I, I'm I'm cool with it. I don't I don't need to see that scene. But I mean, I'm really excited for the folks that want to go. I mean, all you guys, I'm sure you'll all have a blast. Um, but yeah, I just I've always just having been on the other side of it of having to like walk through it and get the shelves restocked and get the product out. And and I remember um, just just having that box knife out to open the thing, and then just having so many arms and hands around you that you're like. The only thing you can think of is I've got to close that box knife. Or I'm not going to have a job in the morning. So, right. like, uh, it was just crazy times. Um, so, I mean, it, it's all cool. I, I don't diss it for sure, but it just, like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to sit at home. Uh, it's some September, right? I think. I don't even know the yeah. date. September 4th. 4th. That makes sense. 4th, 4th. All right. Yeah, I'll be home. So, give think, me a call if you're bored you in think, line somewhere. Do you think the turnouts <laughs> are going to be like they were in the past? I don't I think I hope so. I think we'll probably there'll be a good turnout, but I don't think it's going to be the same mayhem no, that it one. was for episode yeah. one. I yeah, I feel so. like we're kind of past that now. <laughs> I think people realize that, like, you know, these figures that we just went completely mad for, you know, you know that that night. They're really over here be, in a box. Yeah, um, we, I've, you know, I've got a case <laughs> now, and I couldn't unload if I wanted to, you know, that type of a... Yeah. Type of a thing. But when you think about it, though, again, like this year, it's not just Star Wars figures. There's pop vinyl. There's there's all this other stuff, and you know, like those Funko fans. Yeah. Oh man, are pretty rabid. Yeah. yeah. So are they? You know, it's just uh, you know, it's like Spin Masters got stuff that's coming out. Uh, Jax has got stuff that's coming out. You know, there's there's just all this stuff and. 
will people have to have it all? I, I don't know. I mean, again, we don't know that much about the movie yeah. to know who and what to be so excited yeah. about. The stormtroopers look cool. Yeah. You know, there's a silver stormtrooper. Looks cool. Yeah. But, you know, we, we don't know what all... Uh, that that we that we need to, why we need to go crazy right. yet, and again, there's a Star Wars panel at D23. Yeah, will we know more? That'll be interesting to see. I so, imagine we will. So if we go back, what were the preview figures for for the prequels? I remember a Mace Windu, but I'm kind of drawing blanks now. There was yeah, a, there was Mace. Windu, there was the wasn't there like a clear yeah. Yellow? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. There was the there was also the battle droid on the staff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. yep. And uh what was it for episode three? I think Don't that there was wasn't there like four? There was the Astromech, there was a clone trooper. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, had yeah, four. there were. Yeah. There was a, that's right. There was a series of four. Uh, so then we're missing Wookie? episode two. I think a Wookiee was one of them. Wow. Okay. I couldn't remember. It's between the four yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what the episode three one was. And so, how far in advance did those preview figures come out before before well, the, that the Mace those... Windu for episode one was a mail away, right? We, that was yep, a mail, mail, mail away for that one. Yep, and then but the staff droid was in store. Staff, yeah, the... the staff droid. I remember that. Okay, yep, those were the preview figures for episode one, huh. and then episode yeah. two did. There was four. There was the Astromech. There was a clone trooper. There was... Uh, was there a Wookiee? I kind of feel like there was... Uh, an not for episode that, two. Am I thinking, no, that's, that's, that's Wookiees are three. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. That's three. Was Dooku one of the... Wasn't there a Dooku that was... Was he a preview figure for episode two? Gosh, I can't even remember now. Yeah. I've got them somewhere. <laughs> I just got to dig them out. <laughs> or... If only we had the power of the internet. You <laughs> <laughs> know, we just sitting here trying to remember. For, for three, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a Grievous... Oh, Grievous. A uh, Palpatine, maybe? I don't know about him. I can't tell. Um, I don't know who that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, Teon Medon. He shows up as one here. Is he uh, one of the guys from that? Are we talking about episode two? Episode two, it looks like there was a Django Fango. Oh, yes. That's okay. right. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. That's a little... He was on a green card. Yeah. yeah. With a little fire shooting out of his guns. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. All those, all those kind of pre-posed episode two figures. Which That's right. Yeah. Yes. Like. Yeah, yeah. Zam Wessel maybe was was the other one. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think maybe Zam because yeah. it was Zam Janko, <laughs> a clone trooper, and that Astromech droid. Okay. I think those were the previous for episode two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. coming back. <laughs> there, there are Star Wars figures listening right now that are so mad at us. That I know. Like, oh my god. <laughs> You call yourselves experts. They're starting podcast tonight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We've slept since. We bought a few Star Wars figures since oh then. <laughs> yeah. Bought so a few. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and let's, what is this? So yeah, clone trooper. Yeah, that was the end of yeah, Zam Wessel and the yellow astromech. Those were the right. four for episode two. All right. So yeah, will we have more? Well, if we're gonna get a preview figure. It better better hurry up. I was gonna say it's gonna have to come out like now. <laughs> Does the stormtrooper count then in a way if we don't get one? Yeah. Oh, we did get that stormtrooper. Did get the, the Comic Con well, stormtrooper? I didn't get that yeah. stormtrooper, but yeah, okay, people yeah. did get that stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the question. I mean, normally I, they have had something either mail away or retail yeah. for everyone to yeah. get. Yeah, I wonder if they are just counting this as their sneak peek figure, though. Comic- they, yeah, they should go totally retro, and they should just bring back like like Jedi points, and you have to get oh, so many man. Jedi points, you have to cut all the figures off the card. Yeah, those, those things were amazing, and, and not just the Star Wars ones, for, for, for all those lines, like Indiana Jones and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I really enjoyed that stuff as a kid, you know, cutting those things out and putting them Five in an points. envelope and mailing them away. I, I, mean, is, is, I mean, could that stuff work nowadays? I mean, would kids, hey, would kids we, we be just into that? that? We just got that prototype Boba Fett that way just a few years ago. I, I, went, I, I didn't even collect right, Star Wars, true. and I wanted that, so I had to go oh, buy 12 yeah. trilogy figures to get that. Right. Right, right. Yeah, and I haven't opened him ever, which is dumb. I just thought about that. But I've got him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'd like uh, you know, we had to cut out all the, whatever those anti-monitor points. Oh, yeah, well, some, of, some of us cut out more than others, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was actually going through, uh, you know, I... You guys know this, but the listeners don't. I'm, I'm having a, a child uh, in November, my my second daughter. Woo-hoo! So uh, I am in the process of converting my toy room into a nursery. So I'm having to lay hands on every toy <laughs> that I own, uh, both from the toy room and in storage, because my wife is of the impression that if you're going to keep this stuff, why put it in boxes where they'll get crushed? Why not put them in plastic totes uh-huh. and actually preserve them if you're going to hold on yeah. to them? To which I say, that's crazy. <laughs> no, she's actually right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we've been going through, and it, you know, it's almost like a game of memory. It's like, oh, I saw one of this, and that should go in that uh-huh. tote. Right, and yep. This goes I'm here. And, this game. Yeah. Uh, but I'm yeah, I, at it I, right I got now. to. <laughs> yeah, I got. To, I got to lay hands on all of my infinite heroes and uh, saw several with the with the little thing cut <laughs> off the back. Of but I remember as a kid, you know, I sent away for Boba Fett, the Emperor, uh, Admiral Akbar. Uh, was there, who was the other one? But for some reason, I sent away for five Boba Fett. Nice, oh, man! Hey, wow. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Because I had all the, you know, I had all the, the little proofs of purchase. So awesome. I, I had sort of an army of Mandalorians before we knew that you could do nice. that. Uh, yeah. But I only ever got one of, of any. Oh, uh, Anakin. I, I remember Anakin Skywalker. You can send away for him. Oh, yeah. So I, I mailed in all those things for those guys. And I love that stuff. And, the you know, going back to the very beginning, the, the sneak preview yeah. set. The early bird kit. I did that, too. Wow. My, my business. And I mailed away for those that packet of accessories like Hoth backpacks uh-huh. and Minoc, you know, uh-huh. Sweet. Uh, gas masks. I mailed away for the the extra set of figures from the Micro World. Oh, uh-huh. uh, there was there, there was one for a uh, a playset. Those L shaped plastic things that you can stick the little cards in. They had those uh, for Star Wars. Yeah, so I did all that Clark stuff. Kent. I love that. Uh, Clark yes, Kent. Clark Kent, superpowers. Yeah. My was the Indiana Jones Belloc in ceremonial robes. Yeah. Right. Uh, G.I. Joe had a number of good ones. In the, in I, yeah, the I, I was trying beginning. to stretch my mind to think of a Joe one, because I know I'd, I'd flag point through the thing when I was a kid, but I'm, I'm pulling a blank. I think there was a bandolier that had, like, three Joes. Yeah. I remember and I, that. And I think, um, I think like, and, you know, the first like Stardust- series... 
the first series I think had like um God, it was almost like a windsurfer type thing. Um well, I thought Cobra Commander was like the early thing. I'm not I'm not old enough to have collected it then, but I think remember Cobra Commander. And I do remember yeah, there was like a a windsurfer like just a little the accessory for the yes. ride, yeah. Yep. Mhm. Yeah, I think we'd all be down to cut some <laughs> purchase yeah. off and mail in for yeah. a yeah. preview figure. Hear that, toy companies? I, I, I kid you not. I, I went. Out, I was not collecting original trilogy collection or whatever it was called, um, but I wanted that Boba Fett so bad that I, I ended up buying twelve or however many of them just, just for that whole purpose. And I'm pretty sure that they're still out here somewhere, like you know, a Leia and an Ewok and whatever with the barcode just missing. Yeah. Just so I could get that Boba Fett. It works. So, it definitely works. So for you guys that are going to Force Friday Midnight Madness, what store do you think you're going to hit? You, Toys R Us, a Target, a I'll, Walmart? I'll probably hit Toys R Us, most likely. Just, yeah, just because. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's the toy store at midnight. Yeah, I exactly. feel like that's the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like like we, we've also talked about that, in the you know, like that experience with Walmart. Daniel, I think you told that story about how you and your buddy were in line at Toys R Us, and then he went down to Walmart, and he's like, yeah. uh, nobody's here. Yeah. Um, yeah. On for episode three, I went to a Walmart and it was pretty much the same experience. You know, there yeah. was just caution tape around, you know, this mass of product and the spattering of collectors that showed up were just kind of standing on the other side of this caution tape. And at midnight, they opened it and it was easy breezy, um, whereas the Toys R Us experiences were not quite, you know, <laughs> as as, um, you know, they were easy. more traumatic, traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the documentary thing that I'm working on, we have gotten permission to shoot for Force Friday at the Toys R Us in Times Square. Um, that's awesome. And the producer, they don't have anyone to do it yet, and he see, keeps sort of hinting that he wants me to be that guy. So I can't imagine what that's... I'm not, I have not committed to it yet, oh, that'd be, but I can't imagine. That'd be a fun experience, though. You'd have a cool story it to would. tell, right? Like, I, don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, Maelstrom. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to probably do some filming just of my own. I'm not doing, like, a major yeah. documentary or anything, but <laughs> I do... I do this video thing online, so yeah, and I used to work at the local Toys R Us, so I'm going to kind of just be like, hey, I'm going to film stuff, hope that's cool, <laughs> I don't think they'll care, <laughs> and uh, just, I don't know, I don't even know what I'm going to do yet, I just thought it might be fun, because this is the first one of these things that's been going on since I've really been doing the video thing, and I thought it might be fun just okay. to kind of do some sort of documentation of yeah. a Midnight Madness Star Wars event, so we'll see what I come up with, I don't know. Yeah. No promises, because if it all turns out like crap, I'm not going to put it together and put it online. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm... But it's funny, because there's stuff already leaking out. Like, I, I went into a Toys R Us just this past week, and, oh, yeah. you know, the, the the Star Wars aisle just looked sad. sad. There there were no figures, you know, there was, you know, the, it was sort of filled in with a lot of Lego and stuff. And so I just snapped a picture saying, oh, boy, the the... Force Friday can't get here soon enough. And I just posted on the AFI Instagram, which propagated it to the Twitter and the Facebook and didn't think anything else about it. And then that night I got an email from a, a toy, a representative, of a toy company saying, uh, what Toys R Us is this? Cause some of our September 4th product is on the shelf. <laughs> and I didn't even notice that it, it wasn't figures, but yeah. it was like, Oh yeah, look at that. There's the little, uh, episode seven guy on that packaging. 
So there's that, and we know micro machines are coming back. That's crazy. I did not see that. Coming. I know, that's awesome. Man, it's so cool. Oh. Some of that has leaked in the UK, I guess, for episode seven, which, yeah, that's trying to resist all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there were some figures that leaked out today. Yeah. Saw somewhere, and it looked like Hong Kong. And then I guess Amazon Canada leaked some of the the Funko stuff. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. What, so. What's really concerning to me with all these leaks is just what like small percentage of stuff they probably represent, right? Like we're like we're able to name you know a half dozen or more things that we've already seen. But just imagine if that's only like one percent of everything or two percent of everything, like right. like I mean that's it's just so much stuff that they can't possibly contain it all. That's the fear that I have. I mean I'm not sure exactly what I mean I'm not going to run out the first night and buy it. So obviously I'm not the right person to to point this out. But just just the enormity of what there might be to collect, given how many of these leaks there already are, to how much is going to be out there that day, like and it's all coming blowing. when we're recording this. For two of us, it's 24 days. For two of you, <laughs> yeah. it's is it 23 already? days. I'm in, I'm in the garage. Yeah. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, right it's, now, it's like so. 1220 right now. Uh-oh. Well, no wonder the wife was getting mad about the baby being awake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, uh, you know, we had a, a third topic, but I don't know that we'll get to it. We should, because I know it's late for you guys and, and you've got to work. So should we save that for next time? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'd say so. We sure. had a lot of we had. I think we had a lot more to say about Comic Con than we realized we were yeah. going. To. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to yeah. say. All right, well then, uh, let's wrap this up by talking about our Dan of the month, uh, Dan Newman. Do you want to talk a little bit about who we have chosen for the August Dan of the sure month? Sure thing. Um, you know, we we didn't limit our choice of Dan action figures to the character having to be named Dan. We also expanded the the range to the actor playing the character uh, being named Dan or Danny or Daniel, and that's the case. Uh, that's the case this time, and so we've chosen the Danny Trejo machete figure uh, from from NECA. And um, hey, uh, hey, Dan, did you know that he was seventy one years old? <laughs> you know, I just found that out. <laughs> I, I just found it out too. That's so funny. <laughs> um, it, in d- doing a little bit of research in advance of this podcast, yes, I did look at Danny Trejo's IMDb I'm sorry, I'm a and I Wikipedia page, <laughs> and when I saw that he was seventy year, seventy one years old, it really did surprise me. I would not have guessed that, but. Um, yeah, so this is a uh, a figure that NECA made in conjunction with the movie, I think around 2011, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it is a six-inch six scale. Um, it's it's fairly pre-posed, which it's kind of an interesting figure because it's uh, it sort of has good articulation. In other words, like the 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 ankles are ball, ball joints, the wrists are ball joints, the shoulders, the head, the waist. Uh, but the legs themselves are are solid sculpted, yeah. so there's no knee uh, or or um, waist uh, articulation or hip. That's, hip you don't rather. need knees to swing a machine. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a good point. But, you know, that's real typical of of them for that period too. Yes, so. for that period. I was going to say it's just been, been within the last couple of years here that yeah. they've really been amping up the articulation on their figures. So yeah, that is yeah, it's not surprising to see some of those older ones with the completely static legs. Yeah, 
Yeah. But I mean, the sculpt is amazing. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the likeness is, pr- is pretty spot on. He's scary as a figure and he's scary yes. in real life. <laughs> uh, tattoos are, are really detailed. And, um, you know, overall, it's a, it's a cool figure if you're a fan of Danny Trejo or the Machete franchise. <laughs> and if you're in the Los Angeles area, opening soon on La Brea, Trejo's Tacos. Oh, I, I am going. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, not, I thought it was open, but I just looked it up, and uh, it says opening soon. Okay. So you can look for it. Look for it on the on the Facebooks and stuff. They've got a little Facebook page and Instagram. So if you want to eat a scary man's tacos, <laughs> then I think this this is the restaurant for you. Hopefully, hopefully one of the ingredients is not human intestines. You would hope that, yeah. Exactly. You, ne- you never know. Because he kills, Machete kills, and then apparently, also we just found out, he kills again. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the third movie in this in this franchise is going to be something like Machete Kills Again in Space. Yeah. In That's space. So awesome. <laughs> I love it. So watch out. I hope he's he's killing like aliens and monsters and not like astronauts that have trained their whole life for these jobs. <laughs> yeah. Oops. That would be a be a terrible way to end their career. <laughs> What is Machete's doing up here? <laughs> I would love oh. to see a Machete Alien crossover. Oh wow! I like how you yeah, say it. I'd watch. I'd take watch one on with his bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, have you guys seen the Machete movie? I I have not. <laughs> I've seen the first. Yeah, one. Me, me too. I haven't seen the seen it, uh, the second one, but oh my god! There, the, I was I was rewatching some of it today during my lunch break and. There's a lot of crazy things that happen, but one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when he. So he's in the hospital, you know, after you know suffering some some injuries, and and like the people that are after him are coming to the hospital to to kill him, and so he's you know he's figuring out his way you know his his escape plan, but while he's laying in his hospital room there's this little conversation between the doctor and the nurses and they and they mention that hey did you know that if you unwind unwrap the you know a human's intestines they're 10 times the length of the human body and she's like oh you so like a for a 6 foot person that means that the intestines are 60 <laughs> feet long or whatever and machete's listening to this he's taking it all in <laughs> And so when he kind of barges out of his hospital room and confronts these guys, one of the things he does is he, you know, he disembowels one of his, you know, one of these guys and grabs his intestine, runs down the hallway and jumps out the window using the intestines as like a rappelling rope to like, like launch him, you know, to kind of like go down the side of the building and then crash back into the windows one floor below. Like you do. do. That's good setup. (laughs) I'll watch that up. Pretty amazing. <laughs> that is. Indeed. Well, so that's our uh, our Dan of the Month. Uh, another another fine addition to the the Legion of Dans, I would have to say. Uh, thank you, you guys, uh, for once again getting together. Thank you to all the listeners for being patient while we, uh, you know, go to conventions and take care of stuff and then finally get the, the website going and now on iTunes and very soon on Stitcher. We can't thank you enough. 
Yes, thank you guys. And now that we are on iTunes, I'm dying to know what your second incessant question is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I'm all. I'm ready. That'll be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if we get it up on Stitcher. That's right. Yeah, we got to do that fast. Yeah, that was that was the question I got. Like, I, I shared our website and our iTunes thing, and immediately I got, "You got to be on Stitcher now." <laughs> <laughs> and whereas I just found out what Stitcher was today, shortly after finding out Danny Trejo was seventy-one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that there's a third machete movie where he coming. kills again in space. We learn much right. on this show. We do learn a That's lot. That's right. We're learning just and as much as what all the prequel else. figures are. We learned all those. That's right. <laughs> or relearned, I hope. Education. I don't know. <laughs> like a memory game. What was that again? I think I might have already forgot. All right, so so we, we we are not going to wait uh, so long between episodes. We're, this is our August episode, and we'll have a September and an October. And and then I'm not going to commit to that. Because <laughs> then I'll have then a new baby. Then there'll be a baby. <laughs> oh, no, no. Babies, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be in the garage. Yeah. You'll be in the garage. garage. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening, thank you. and uh, we'll be back soon with more Legion of Dance. Bye.